0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Synergy Thrive Podcast. We are so excited to have a special guest with us today, Miss Kate Passell. She is a spiritual astrologer. She uses her intuition infused into astral cartography, and the product is just this amazing blend of insight into yourself, into your life. It's so good. And she is here with us today, just breaking down all things astrology, all the different ways that she can see into the path of life, into your struggles, into your successes. It's so good. And here is a little clip just for you.
1: So there are 360 degrees in the night sky. Those are divided into 12 houses of 30 degrees. And each one of those houses is is, is exemplative of a part of your life. So you have this beautiful sun in the archetype of the priestess, which is Virgo. You have this beautiful sun in the sign of the priestess in your second house of financial resources what is mine? Um, Some astrologers refer to it as like the mother's milk of the zodiac, which is like, what do I need to have to feel secure enough to move through my life? And you have this beautiful sun, this solar center that is this story, this plot line of the priestess. And Virgo for me is the sign of discernment. She is the sign of transition between maiden to mother, mother to crone, from an acolyte to priestess, from alive to no longer alive, from beyond the veil to being born, from you know all of these points. Because she's the last sign in the zodiac when the sun still has a majority of our day, and she leads up, she ends on the fall equinox when darkness takes over. Welcome
0: you have entered a space meant for women stepping into their highest purpose. I'm Kelly Cole, mom of two, nurse, healer, and intuitive energetic practitioner. If you're looking for insights into healing at a deep level, guidance on connecting to your inner knowing, and conscious conversations, then you've come to the right place. Open yourself to this safe space of healers who need healing, moms who are ready for deeper connections, and generational healers and cycle breakers who are ready to light the path for others, including our next generation. By infusing intuition and spiritual energy into each episode, we make space for transformational shifts at the physical, energetic, and emotional level, creating synergy and forward motion towards your highest path. This is the Synergy Thrive Podcast. Hey, it's Kelly. I wanted to share a story with you a few years back when I was feeling disconnected and frustrated on my path. I had a few key modalities that started to open the doors to a deeper connection, a connection to myself and my consciousness and to the greater consciousness, source, God, universe, however you want to think about it. The very first was yoga and the second was meditation and the third was breath work. and these doorways. I was led through by a guide that allowed me to bypass my very active mind and just be, be tapped in, be an open place for my own answering to the paths I needed to take and my own inner knowing. Because these modalities have been so impactful for me, I have created a free download combining both modalities of breathwork and meditation just for you. The life energy, breath work, and meditation easily guides you through the same doors with my own twist, bringing in stress release, and the empowerment of stepping into your own energy. If you're ready to release that stress or simply connect into your own inner knowing, you're ready to answer some questions or gain some insight, then go grab your free download now at signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe. Again, that is signup.synergythrive.org slash breathe. Welcome back my gorgeous thriving souls. We are here today with a very special guest this Kate Passell and Kate is here today talking about something that was so mind-blowing for me when I finally experienced. She is a practitioner of astrology but she also brings spirituality into it which you know around here that's our jam. So We thank you, Miss Kate, for joining us, and we would really just love to dive in today about astrology, understanding things, like we are going to, you know, talk about my chart twos, which I'm super pumped about, and um, we're just excited to have you.
1: Oh, good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everybody. I can't wait to meet you all and let's talk about astrology. This is my favorite thing in the world. I absolutely love it. So I'm in.
0: Oh, ah, we're so excited. Um, and you know, for both of us, like Kate and I met and we are both intuitively gifted. So she interweaves her abilities into her work in the same way that have begun to do and so understand that we all approach this with a bit of intuition that we all approach this with a bit of spirituality like it's all infused with the thread of understanding ourselves better unlocking keys to Mm -hmm. ourselves like all of us um, are kind of with that same thread and at the same time we are also people who met in a program and This is something that we're doing in between our regular day to day lives. (laughs) Our nine to fives,
1: our 24 sevens. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, my life in the hospital and, and Kate's working in corporate. And this is just so that everybody understands when we go deep today that, like, we walk among you in your day to day life too.
1: We walk among you. Oh my gosh, that was excellent. (laughs) It is so interesting though, Kelly, because both of us are pursuing these more normal expected jobs that you and I both went to school for years and years to execute at a high level. And it's funny walking through those halls, walking through those meetings, walking for me through these conference rooms, it's, it's always this conversation between how much of my whole self do i show mm-hmm. and how much am i able to contribute to these conversations in all of my gifts in all of the ways that I'm attuned into this particular lifetime. And can it be more than just my to do list and my product management, my project management skills and my business strategy? A lot of it's also, you know, energy work and intuition and uh, emotional body healing, which I know is really big uh, for you and something you're so skilled at. And so it's been really interesting. Uh, I always joke that I feel like Sailor Moon. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm I don't know if you remember that show when we were little, but it's like I'm this, you know, working office girl by day, and then oh, I'm yeah. like this magical superhero by night. And that's like th- what I put on. That's like my superhero cape that I put on for this ninth house rising business is yes. this like spiritual astrology, you know, and that is my magic. And it's been so funny and so challenging, uh, navigating both day-to-day work for me, one of the fortune 100s for you in a hospital environment mm-hmm. while also sort of under the cover of night, yes. <laughs> embracing these really special <laughs> spiritual connections that, that both of us have. It's uh it's been a ride for sure.
0: It has been a ride and I you know, it's been interesting too, because I feel like for me, I'm like, how much of this can I do in a medical institution at work? Because I'm so tempted so many times to be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's just do a little extra here. Like, you know, it's,
1: <laughs> it's there.
0: Like it's, it's definitely um, such a good analogy though. The like sailor Moon, Oh my goodness. We are, we're both because mm-hmm. we have superpowers and yeah. it's like, we've actually, I know everybody does. It's just that we've actually like uncovered them, let them grow, started to embrace them. And now it's just like flowing. Yeah. And I think
1: that's like some of the magic I think that comes through. And one of the reasons that I love astrology so much is astrology for me is this beautiful natal wheel. You know, your natal chart is your astrology chart at the moment you're born. And for me, this natal wheel is the place where all of these different planets, all of these different asteroids, all of these different archetypes that show themselves here on the earthly plane have assembled themselves in conversation with one another. And what comes through for every single one of my clients, every single one, is that you are incredibly special. You are incredibly unique. Your magic looks like this, feels like this, smells like this. And it is incredible the amount of people that I have cry in my sessions from just recognition, like recognizing recognizing cognizant, being cognizant of their identity of these, um, soul contracts that they brought with them into this lifetime and their own magic and giving them the opportunity to see it and feel it and hear it. And it's wild. I think it's one of the reasons I can't stop doing this. It's my favorite thing ever. (laughs) I know.
0: And it's, so empowering to watch those realizations happen it's an honor to be a part of them a lot of the time um now how did you used to love astrology when you were young like how did this passion start to develop because it is you do astral cartography like you have a very in-depth knowledge of so many of the pieces when we're talking about your astrological depth and wealth of knowledge um where did that start for you? Like, how did that
1: come in? You know, it's interesting. I remember in high school, my mom um, started bringing me to metaphysical stores and bookstores. And I live in Colorado. And so we have a couple of really beautiful spiritual communities here. And I was the oldest child and I was always with my mom. And I just started learning, right? About, I remember my very first card deck. I know everyone's like tarot cards and all those are big, but they weren't big, you know, 15 years ago. And um, I remember my very first angel card deck and it was from Doreen Virtue. And I remember just pulling and pulling and pulling and meeting these angels and swimming in their energy. And from there, it was it was off to the races, just learning about um, a lot of Hay House teachers. I think Hay House publishing and all the work that Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Toll and uh, Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks and her husband, and obviously Abraham Hoshi Channels, and all these teachers through Hay House sort of set me rolling on this tide of spirituality. And there's there's more to, to this third dimension that we can't see. And I felt so drawn to it and interested in it. And I don't know if anyone listening knows human design. So for those of you that don't let this pass you by, but I am a splenic projector and I am a five, one profile, which is the heretic is five and the scholar is the one. Uh And there is this reality to the fact that that one line is is sort of like my sun sign uh, would be in astrology, and it is my north star, and I am a constant student. I love to learn. I speak three languages. I always joke with my fiance, if I won the lottery, I'd go to school. I'd go back to university forever. Um, <laughs> And I think that's where astrology came in is as I was tumbling down this world of spirituality, I kept running into the planets and what they represented and how they were large pieces for us to see the energies of the universe at work at a very large scale because those same energies affect us the same way they affect the planets, but the planets are so large and we can see them moving and we can chart them. And so it's an easy way at macro to see what's happening on the micro. And Mm -hmm. that one line just drove me. I'm in my second year of a three-year intensity program in astrology school. I've probably read 40 books. I listen to podcasts all day, every day. I have a few astrology that are really close to my heart. So uh, that was the beginning of the journey, but it really came from this realm of spirituality first.
0: Yeah.
1: And there you go. I feel like
0: listening to that story, I mean, everybody comes into this place differently where they start to explore more of what's really meant for them. Um, You are particularly talented. I felt like during the time when I was absorbing your words and the uh, insight from my chart it just felt like things were cracking open and so you're you're speaking you're using this tool to speak into people but you are like uncovering truths within them that were literally I mean to me it's like they're just written in the stars I mean that's really what it resounds to on the inside and um it's really beautiful and your infusion of your intuition within that space mm-hmm. just makes it that much more special and magnifies it that much more. Um, and I have shared my intuitive journey on this podcast, just talked about how things are like, you know, changing and shifting and I'm starting to understand energies and I'm starting, like it's been this evolution until now I'm really in this like healing space, but How did your intuit, like, when did you start to realize that you could start to infuse these pieces Mm -hmm. of your gifts together with the scholarly ancient knowledge that you're holding?
1: You know, I think it all started with these, gosh, they're behind me on one of these shelves. I think I have like nine decks back there. And it started really working with these card decks just for myself and gaining visibility into what was the next week holding for me or asking questions about a situation and always coming to it from a perspective of getting guidance from my highest self and knowing that I, I I wasn't trained. We're not trained in this 21st century culture to listen to our bodies, to listen to our the subtleties were, you know, it's big flashing lights and big blasty, salty flavors and big noise and big cars and big money. And it's just, you don't have a lot of time to sit with the subtleties. And I think these cards were a place where I had something physical to flip through and understand and read, but I just started noticing that I understood what they were saying. You know, I wasn't reading these booklets or anything. A lot of these card decks come with booklets that explain to you, you know, oh, this card means it. But I didn't need it because the message was so much bigger and I could hear my guides coming through. And then I've always been the friend that my friends come to with questions, advice, hard situations. And I just, a few years ago, I think like 2019 is when I really started noticing it, where I would take this deep breath and be like, don't let me speak for me, the ego self. I really want to call in, you know, we, we opened our podcast with a prayer that I like to use, but I really wanted to call in my guides. I've always called them my guides, my angels, my family, and uh, their guides and angels and family. And I I want to have a conversation between all of us and, and let whatever messages that need to come through, come through. And I think that's really where the intuitive piece started coming through. And I realized that I was listening and I could hear and I was getting more sensitive. yeah. And I think that's, that sensitivity to the subtleties is so important. And I think that's what I started to notice is, oh, I'm a lot more sensitive than I thought I was. And I can really feel, hear, know, see, smell, taste, these things that are coming through. Yeah. And that's where I think I noticed like Hmm. I seem to be able to listen. I seem to be more sensitive to these vibrations than some of my friends that are still tapped into big noise, big taste, big sound. And then I just knew, of course, five, one, (laughs) five, one line. I had to know more. I was like, who can I study under? How many hours (laughs) of class can I take? And then I met you in class.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Uh, We are both guilty of like the constant student. I, I love it. So I um, have found more expansiveness within that place, um, especially this most recent um, class that we just took together. And mm. it's been so expansive. So I love that. Um, and it makes all the sense, right? Like mm-hmm. we are literally meant to be doing this work. And the more sensitive that we are, the more impactful that we can be when we're using our ability is to help those messages come through and just for vessels to be able to make it happen and let the energy flow. And that's what we're doing. So it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Okay. Well, I know um, we want to hear like a little bit about, you know, astrology can be so much information, like a lot of information, but we can definitely use my chart as an example. I know that I like, I had um, revelations when I, when we started talking about my chart, because I felt like it was very deeply hitting in some truths within me. And those things are, um, when they happen, it's very impactful. So um, I know that the one, well, first I would just probably ask you, I know that you probably have such an expansive knowledge about all of the different areas, but what do you think are like the most impactful pieces to know about your chart or can you not pick? Because it depends, like tell me how you think about that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Kelly, you're
1: so funny. You're like, I know that you're a chatterbox and going to pick 10 things when I ask for one. Um, No, okay. So, you know, the reality is that the big three are a big three for a reason. Your sun, moon, and rising sign can tell us about the large scale macro vision plot lines that are in motion in your life, right? So if we take your chart as an example, So our beautiful host, Kelly, was born on September 1st, and so we know that she has that beautiful Virgo sun. Okay, so you have a Virgo sun. When you were born, the moon was in Aquarius, and you're an ascendant Leo, which means the zodiac sign of Leo was rising on the eastern horizon as you were born. With those three pieces, we can start to tell a story about the archetypes and the way that you have assembled them to bring about some of the larger stories, the larger themes in your life. Now, I'm going to get a little astrologer and say, for me, the big three can only mean so much without knowing which house in your natal chart they occupy. So there are 360 degrees in the night sky. Those are divided into 12 houses of 30 degrees. And each one of those houses is, is, is exemplative of a part of your life. So you have this beautiful sun in the archetype of the priestess, which is Virgo. You have this beautiful sun in the sign of the priestess in your second house of financial resources, what is mine? Um, Some astrologers refer to it as like the mother's milk of the zodiac, which is like, what do I need to have to feel secure enough to move through my life? And you have this beautiful sun, this solar center that is this story, this plot line of the priestess. And Virgo for me is the sign of discernment. She is the sign of transition between maiden to mother, mother to crone, from an acolyte to priestess, from alive to no longer alive, from beyond the veil to being born, from you know all of these points because she's the last sign in the zodiac when the sun still has a majority of our day. And she leads up, she ends on the fall equinox when darkness takes over and she's deciding what gets left behind and what comes with me, what gets left behind from childhood and this this season of growing and harvest, you know, and what comes into the season of harvest, what comes into the season of autumn, what comes into the season of yin, right? That like feminine, darkness, creation, mystery, what comes with us and what stays behind. And so that's just a small example of you having this beautiful sun in Virgo, which can tell us a little but knowing that you have this sun in Virgo in the second house and that your moon is in Aquarius in the seventh and that your ascendant, which is always in the first house, is Leo, all of a sudden we can start assembling a story and we can start understanding these sometimes archetypes that exist in tension, which I know we talked about in your chart.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think that that was so like this description, you know, when you're talking about specifically how um, how Virgo is like this chooser of what stays what gets left. And then for me, in this point in my life, to be stepping into this healing role, to be doing a lot of healing, to be literally choosing what I continue to hold what gets let go and doing that over and over. And there it comes in so many forms in so many areas of my life as well. So it's so interesting. And the description that you have for it just really like resonates there. So that makes so much sense. Um, I think that one of, actually, I can't remember. One of the things that you were speaking to that I really loved was the, The concept of the nodes like the north and south node because I felt like you were just painting the story of this overarching lifetime and kind of trajectory and tell us more about that part of someone's chart their north and their south node and when you're reading that like what does that give you insight into for them?
1: I love the nodes. Somehow I always end up talking about the south node, north node. These are the south node, north nodes of the moon. So for anyone that's like, what the heck's a node that's not a planet? It's definitely yeah. not. Um, they're, uh, southern There's a southern point and a northern point on the moon. They are 180 degrees away from each other in a chart, always, almost as if they're a horizon line. They are always going to be 180 degrees apart, which means they are going to be polar opposites on the zodiac wheel. And the south node, you know, I, I really love, there's an astrologer that refers to the south node, north node as the gate of destiny. And I love that description. I think it's so apt and it's so colorful. And the south node, a lot of times, gets described as karmic baggage that we're trying to clear, the way that I understand it from, from a variety of the astrologers that I've, I've kind of read over the last decade is the south node actually is a lot of the mastery you're bringing with you from, from prior lifetimes, and it is your safe place. It is, a, it is where you know that you excel. Now, these places where you excel typically also come to, come, tend to come with very strong shadows because you know it so well. And because you know it so well, you can lean really deep into it. Anytime there's that overture of invest, you know, of investment in, in an archetype or in a place, you're going to feel the shadows as well. And so the North node is that place of discomfort and it's 180 degrees across your natal chart and across the Zodiac. And it's where you're moving to. Nine out of 10 of my clients, when they come in, you know, I ask them three things they really want to focus on their reading. Nine times out of 10, purpose. What is my purpose here? Why am I here? And every time someone asks that question, I look at the nodes because the north node is where you're being pulled to move to. And the south node is that comfortable, little bit shadowy piece of yourself that is so much easier to lean into. Yeah. And so every time you feel like a left turn or a disappointment or a loss on this path to the North node, a lot of us will retreat into the South node persona. And we obviously know what your South node North node are. So, <laughs>
0: well, You can say, you can say my South node was, uh, I can't, I remember more about my North node actually, because you were talking about how, It was going into the ethereal and walking into the um, intuitive space. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I just remember it being pretty like eye opening when you were talking about this in my life in particular, because I thought, oh, my gosh.
1: It is so crazy how many times it like fits someone to a T. So for you, Kelly, we, we know this to be true because, you know, we're friends. I know you personally, you have this Southern node in Capricorn, which is that earth sign of Saturn. She is all about like hard work, diligence, pursuit without fail. Motivation, just keep walking, just keep going up, up the mountain higher and higher. Don't look down, don't look back. And you have that beautiful, unrelenting Capricorn energy in your sixth house of day to day work. Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. And the physical body. Like you can't write these things, people. Like this nurse that has killed herself for how yeah. many years, right? <laughs> Taken yeah. so many shifts, covered for so many people, over given and over-given and over-given. And it is like Capricorn's a beautiful sign. I'm a Capricorn moon. And I love the Capricorn diligence. I love the Capricorn pursuit of greatness. I love the Capricorn energy. And your south node here in the house of day-to-day work, though, says that this is where I'm comfortable. This is what I'm good at. Pushing, pushing, pushing in this house of my day-to-day work and also pushing your physical body beyond okay. probably what she would like to receive from you when she's in her most healthiest and inflow state. And you also have your black Lilith here, which I don't think we mentioned during your, oh, your chart reading. So black Lilith is where we feel shame in our chart. Oh, and yeah. you have this black Lilith in your sixth house right next to your south node, which to me, black Lilith in the sign of Capricorn is like, am I overworking? Am I overtiring myself? But also I don't want other people to look at me and think I'm not working hard enough. Mm-hmm. And it's this it's this dichotomy and it's this tension, it's this string and we're pulling at both ends trying not to fray it and trying not to break it that says like I'm overworking myself, I'm overtired, I'm not who I should be for my kids and my family, I'm not who I should be for myself and yet like am I working hard enough? Are my Can people see how hard I'm working? Should I be working harder? And you have that right next to your south node, which doesn't happen. That's not that common. And you have it right next to the south node. And there is this idea of like any failure to achieve this north node path that you're pursuing. It's so easy for you to sit back into that push, 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 harder, harder, harder in this house of your day-to-day work and pushing your physical body.
0: Yeah that makes all the sense. I mean, truly from a multitude of standpoint, that is me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're talking about like previously, I've done so much differently now, but like in my past, especially with like exercise and just everything, like everything for my body. I mean, I have done all kinds of stuff, but there was always a point where I would be like, maybe I should scale back because it felt like it was too much. And my body was telling me I would, you know, have an injury or something because I was just like, go, 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 go.
1: She (laughs) says enough,
0: (laughs) enough. (laughs) (laughs) I know my body's like, excuse me. If you don't stop, I'm going to make you. So yeah, totally. Hey, it's Telly. I wanted to invite you to something that we do monthly here at Synergy Thrive. I for a while have been getting the intuitive nudge to hold healing circles. And the more clients that i worked with, the more I have come to understand how healing what flows through my gift can be for others. So if you have been doing, quote, the work on basically trying to release generational patterns, programs within yourself and your behaviors or trapped emotions, this free experience is just a taste of the kind of work that we do in these areas. In small groups, we work together to tap into ourselves more deeply and clear out stuck emotions and trapped experiences. In this clearing, we allow more space for our own intuition and our inner knowing to be heard and felt. If you know that that's you and you're ready to keep walking on your healing path, then I invite you to try it. It has been described as very shifting and freeing and as an impactful experience. So if you would like to join us at our next one, just go to signup.synergythrive.org forward slash heal. Again, that link is signup.synergythrive.org forward slash heal. We'll see you there. And this is the end of part one. Go ahead and let it keep on playing through if you want the rest of this amazing conversation.